Coop in my Coop Coop, coop in my that's Yeah it. That's it That's Jan- it January 10th Can you believe it? 2019 We are a year away from 2020 I think I probably said that already It's January 10th right now? <sighs> yes Wow Zips by as you get older Yeah Every year is one smaller fraction of your old ass Boy does year. the time fly It's true man Remember when you were a kid And no. you You don't? No, I do. How do you define kid? And a, a summer was a lifetime. You're like, I can't wait till the summertime. Do you remember like going to school when you were really little, like fifth, uh, kindergarten, first, second grade? I remember some. I remember some details. Like what pops in your head right away? Um, what popped in my head right away? You remember doing like gym, Jeffrey, like gym class. Yeah, for sure. I remember this one time, and again, I don't. I've probably said this before, but I on my first few years of school, kindergarten, first, second, third, little red schoolhouse, so one of the most sparsely populated towns in in all of of New England, like yeah. a couple hundred people. But we still, you know, it was a regular place, but we could see Mount Katahdin from the from the playground. Mount it was, it was quite quite bucolic, um, and I remember. Our gym teacher, he'd only come in, it wasn't like we had a gym, like he would come in once a week and we'd have gym like once a week. It wasn't something we did every day. And I remember he was, you know, he was a regular sized human male, but when you're little, like they're giants. And I remember he took a kickball and he kicked it straight up into the air. Yeah. And I remember looking up and thinking, that's so high. And he kicked like it went to the fucking sky. <laughs> but it was because a normal, you know, a normal human male adult kick that I could probably do now. But it was it blew my mind how high he kicked that ball. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah, there are little things like that that you can like detail from rem- your past. Yeah. I remember the change from like being scared to like play games on the on the playground and then one day playing kickball and finding out I was pretty good for someone who didn't play before. Yeah. And then going from that kid who didn't play to playing the sports on the playground. It's You're a huge kick- leap. The kickball hero? No, I was always really tiny, but I played great defense. Like mm. I could catch the ball. We played intense games of tag. Tag? Oh, yeah. Like, right after lunch got out, we would, like, as soon as the bell rang, the game started. So whoever was <laughs> it from the day before, when everybody made it back into class, Fra- oh, from still the day- be it. That's yeah, yeah, so yeah. cool. And then they, and you'd have to, like, kind of, you, I remember being like, yo, have you seen fucking Kyle? Is Kyle around? <laughs> like, waiting for him to come get you. Right, right, Because he right. knows you're the weaker link. And if, I mean, I was probably slower than most of the kids. So there was a, um, we called it the big toy. Right. And it was a big reddish was definitely its theme, but it was like a big red slides uh, playground. But it was towards the woods, maybe, I want to say like 100 yards from the school. Probably like 30 feet, but you were a little. (laughs) Yeah. No, but there was like a good amount of field before it that you had to, you know, walk through to get to it because that field was for, you know, baseball or whatever they're playing. Is it possible you were slow because you smoked too much weed? When when I was in third, uh, first grade, yep, could have been, could have been. Um, but too by many. then I was like still like you know just nights and weekends smoking. Too much spliff, yeah. too many spliffs. Um, yeah. So I ran, I ran. Oh my god, you would run like you were about to die getting to the big toy because then there was like hiding spots and like areas. You the can big kind of, toy. Yeah, the big playground. But you called it the big toy. Yeah, it was called the big toy. That's interesting. Yeah, that was just like it's. It name. just happened organically. I think so. It was na- it was that that was the name when I was like 
in school there when I was, so I don't remember. And you it. don't know it. Could I didn't have been, generate it. The I teachers could have called it that, but it's sure, yeah, probably the kids did. Yeah, I'm, I mean, for the kids, it really was a big toy. I mean, right. that thing was huge. God, I mean, girls were swinging from the freaking, you know, yeah, whatever things. Remember I the- feel like an idiot when I try to reference things from a playground because I haven't been on a playground in forever. Monkey bars. Monkey bars, sure, but also the like, you know, the rings, the swing. They have them here in Santa Monica yep, and all and those swings, places, jungle whatever gym. they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's I. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember having a crush on a, at that same age, like first, second grade, having a crush on the girl, on a girl, and on the playground. Like things like if I touched yeah. her hand or if she looked at me, like these things mattering. You know. Yo, that actually okay. So. That made me remember. See, this is what this is about, babies. Just freaking <laughs> little Crystalia babies reference. No, no harm, uh, no foul. Oh, dude, don't you steal my babies? No, 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 no. <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about. You know, things just organically happen, and that's the beauty of of just chatting. But no, uh, I remember <laughs> when you brought that up. I remember there was a girl that I liked when I was what was I? Maybe first grade, and um. I asked her, I don't know if I phrased it that this way then, if she would be my Valentine or my girlfriend, but, but it was, but she said yes. And I was like, nice. I was static, right? Emotional overload. Like, like this was it. Yeah. Like we're dating now. This is, you know, this is my girlfriend. I'm going to get married. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) and so then the next day she broke it off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The next day, dude, that was a long relationship. And I, it, it was for for how young I was, it was so, really weird to me, the feeling I had because I had the highest of highs, right? And then just a day later, like crash Crush, down, crushing. So, um, I remember that very, very well. Um, the organic reference, the feeling, bringing I think. back that feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was weird. It was a, it was a, it was a. <laughs> It was a weird time, man. Seriously. No, nah, but that's be- all from one, uh, that and like the big toy and all that, that's all from one school. And then, you know, I have memories at different schools because yeah. we had different schools within our town. So you'd go some, there was two different elementary schools. Some kids went to one, some kids went yep. to the other. At fourth grade, I, I changed Moved schools. Moved on, yeah. Yep. And then there was a school for, uh, what was it? My first day of fourth grade in that new school, yeah, uh, we had the desks all put in uh, four together in a little clump. Yeah, a few of those, and I remember, um, I my mom bought me a bunch of shit, you know, and one of those things was a, a pencil box. Yeah, a yellow pencil box, and one of the to- one of the things she'd put in the pencil box was a a, a rubber um, eraser. Uh-huh. But it was a luge, a guy shaped like like he was on a, like a luge. Sure, on, I don't know what you call a luge, luger, yeah. a luger. What a luger! Um, and <laughs> but underneath him was a was a, <laughs> was a skateboard because it, it it was a toy. I've done it, that. Have you? Yeah, makes like sense. like like lying on my back on yeah. a skateboard. Yeah. No, longboards we would do because sure, they that go makes faster way more sense. and they're longer. So you, you get if little, you're tall. Sure, that felt like a real on like That's street luge. Scary. You'd get hurt falling. And I remember at one point, um, there's a lot going on in 10 years old in fourth grade and you're being, you know, pulled by whatever someone's saying on this side and you're not, you don't see what's happening over here. And I remember at one point I was trying to close this, this pencil box 
and I was I was like reefing on. I was like literally like leaning on it, and it wouldn't close. Wow! <laughs> and I turn my head, and there's this kid mm-hmm. with looking at me with his mouth open in this silent scream of pain because he had his fingers in my pencil box trying to play with this little rubber eraser loser, and he was just this touch. It's a silent scream of pain. And I, I didn't know. I let go. And I was like, oh, man, sorry about that. And, and no big deal. And I remember later that day, I was in line uh, to go to lunch. And this, I got this tap on my shoulder. And I turn around. And I don't know. Like, we talked about it before. The size um, perception at that age. Things are larger and longer yeah. and all this different stuff. I turned around this monster standing behind me. Like a kid in fourth grade who's the size of like a sixth grader. Which yeah. is He's a monster. There's yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of monsters. There's a couple. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Every grade's got him. Every grade's got him. Yeah. And I was the midget. I'm like four feet tall in tenth grade. Little right. tiny little thing. And I turn around. There's this monster behind me staring at me. <laughs> and he looks at me and he bends over and he says, "No." Anybody on the peanut? Right on my punchline, really? <laughs> he says, "Why?" Well, sorry, I had he to. says, "Nobody slams my friend's fingers in their pencil box." Completely dead serious. And I was just like, "What? It was an accident. I didn't know his finger. I didn't know." But he was like, "Nobody shuts my friend's fingers in their pencil box." Whoa! Funny story. The kid whose fingers I shut in my pencil box to this day is still a good friend of mine. <laughs> but who? What? Like what? So what happened? He said nothing. Nope. That's what I remember from that moment. Like he slammed nothing. you down and said, "No, that? he didn't follow up with anything. He was just being tough." And no. I was scared. Mission accomplished. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It wasn't intentional. His fingers are fine now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just realized this first time I've told that story and I that I remember thinking, oh, wait a second. How little were his fingers in fourth grade that I was actually feasible that I didn't realize that there were little fingers in there. (laughs) Now you'd be like, oh, there's a fucking finger in there. But when you're that age, little fingers. Little fingers. This is something else that I don't think any other... At that time, you know, getting in line, going to the bathroom, waiting, you know, for your turn to go to lunch, all this different stuff, they're like really important to a a 10-year-old. And... I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of any other school or area having this phrase, but we used to call in fourth grade farts. We called them floating air biscuits. No. No, exactly. I've never heard anyone, and it doesn't make any sense. Thank you for that. Um, but at, in, at ten years old, in in nineteen fucking twenty six, we called farts floating air biscuits. Yeah. No. No. None of. No one said that. No one said that. But that's from. what we called yeah. them. I don't know where it came from. <sighs> yeah, that's an interesting one. It's a funny image, though. Floating air biscuits. It's just and some then, kid like, oh, you know what? That's what these are. That's, it was pretty funny. I remember it being pretty hilarious. Yeah. I wish I found farts funny still. Now I just find them gross. Yeah. Don't fart trying to be funny. Yeah, no. If you're by yourself. I'm not saying no fart is ever funny, but like to this day, my, my, my desire for humor is far more cerebral and... I think we talked about this before. Like yeah, I no, can't watch humor isn't. I, I mean, can't watch Jackass for the same. I can't. I just. I yeah. just feel like I'm wasting my time. But sometimes Jackass, they do some pretty elaborate. Not pranks. saying it's not without its humor. Their guys are millionaires because of that kind of comedy. Right. But no, it's no, just, no, it's not just, that kind of comedy. I'm not. It's not all just sh- fart shit. Whatever jokes. Whatever. I mean, their kind of comedy. That kind of comedy. Yeah. It works for people. Pranking. It's just yeah. Not me. Don't like pranks. Pranks. There's exceptions that I find funny, sure, and exceptions to the fart rule, but yeah. generally speaking, I need a little bit more than that. But I put, I don't put pranks under fart humor. No, they can cross over, but no, I, yeah. I agree. They're different. They're different. Yeah. They're like, uh, they're kidnapping ones are pretty intense. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Like, see. there's some intense ones. Remember the Brad Pitt one? 
Uh, We're talking 10, 15 years ago, but he liked that sort of shock humor. Yeah. And he did this thing where he agreed. I don't know if it was the, I don't think it was the Jackass guys. You want to look it up? Um, But he did a a kidnapping prank. And it looked like Brad Pitt was getting kidnapped, but it was all just a prank. I don't know how, I don't know how that went over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look it up. Yeah, it was Jackass. Was it Jackass? Okay. Yeah, it was Jackass. It's a long time ago. Was it say like 2004? Oh, I do remember this. You do? What's the year? Does it say? Uh, 2004 is my guess. Uh, where is it? No, I doesn't say, the, does it? I don't want the God date damn it. on. It's got like the date on. I I'm old enough to remember when Brad Pitt was kind of a joke. No offense to Brad Pitt, we all love him. There's no question he's amazing at what he does. But in the beginning of his career, at least from the from the wings, from the armchair quarterback position, we used to think that he was terrible, and he did some bad work, and that's fine. But it was Fight Club that turned him around, in my in my opinion, where he went from being like, "Oh, that guy's if he weren't so handsome, he would never get work," to, "My God, that guy's perfect for that role." And he kind of never really made those mistakes after that, or or did roles that weren't. I don't know. Sometimes he'll do an accent that I think is kind of dumb, but I still like him. You grow. That's the thing, man. The more you expose yourself. To the things you don't like, the details of those things, a wine, a wine where you know you find out who made it, the family history, the terroir, the 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 age of the vines. All of a sudden, it becomes really difficult to find as much fault in that wine. Or if there's a a, a musician that you like and you, all you know is their music, and then you start to research where they come from and the the plights um, that they felt they'd fallen victim to in their lives, you start to have more appreciation for them as a human. And you start to have harder time critiquing their work. Um, it's that whole, it's the racism game. Like, if you exposed yourself to those things, that those groups of people that you don't like, you find that they're not as bad as you had it built up in your head, and it makes it really hard to be, what's that story of that? We just talked about it last week or two weeks ago with the, um, the, the black guy who they thought was white. Who was telling me that story? Were you telling me that story? I don't think so. It was a, I feel like it was a, a Spike Lee movie. Oh, Black Clansman. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's yeah. that thing. You expose yourself to that thing you don't like, and you find out you have much less reason to dislike it. Yeah. It's true. It's kind of just all that shit's ridiculous. It's it's just a product of your environment, too, and what you learn as a kid. That's and a huge part of it. I mean, yeah, you tell someone that this thing is bad for so long, then they're going to obviously believe that this thing is bad. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it's, it's fucked. In, indoctrination. Yeah. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Brainwashing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, that's the sad thing about brainwashing is a lot of people do it and they don't know they're doing it. They're just doing it because it was done to them. Right. Sad. Yeah. But. Did you find out what year that was that Brad Pitt was kidnapped? <laughs> no. Because it doesn't. It doesn't say. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be like, this happened in 2006. It probably was around there, 2004 to 2007. That's my guess. Um, yeah. Let me see what else I put down here today. I wanted to I put down a couple of notes. Oh, what are you? What's your What's your opinion? Two thousand two. Really? Oh, yeah. even longer. Wow, Jesus Christ, I'm old. Um, the you've done comedy. You've done stand up. Um, did we talk about joke stealing yet? Carlos uh, Mencia, um, Bill Cos, uh, not Bill Cosby. Um, Robin he Williams. stole more than jokes. Yeah, he did. Uh, Robin Williams was a famous joke stealer. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, who else? There's one more. Oh, how, what's how, her name? How um, the the famous the the chick that's like Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah, yeah I'm not a huge fan of her comedy. Not, but not she's am I. Incredible, um, incredible things in the last yeah. few years. Just um, yeah. Um, what's your feeling on it? Like, 
because uh, there's it's more than just it's bad it's it's fine like it it sucks it sucks it sucks yeah. it's 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 unoriginal to its core it's true. like have a if you want to pursue this have an original thought make well, your own it's no okay to be thought. inspired by other comedians but to steal something word for word like style is different like there was a time where um you know, people came out and all had the same style, maybe. Like, they told jokes a certain way with a certain cadence that was similar to the person that they liked, telling, liked hearing jokes from. Um, so, like, you know, because there's some storytellers, there's some character guys, there's some punchline guys. Yeah. Like, there's different styles. And some people do, you know, have the same style, which is different from stealing a joke to its core, like word for word, what the joke is. That's just like, it's so lazy. It's lazy. It's, it's incredibly lazy, but also I wonder, there are times where, and I think I heard Joe Rogan say, and I could be wrong, that Carlos Mencia would do this because Carlos was huge. Right. He would not only steal jokes and make them his own, and he would say, I do them better. Like, that's not a good excuse. But he would sometimes sabotage other comedians who he knew would be would be coming up after him and like just um bombing their jokes by using them first and taking away their material before they went up like That's that gnarly. oh my god like completely evil yeah. but how like just uh, he was i mean he was a monster professionally like if you have those kind of scruples um you can do some real damage in that. And then you, and that's what he did. What he did was he blew up his own career, yeah. you know? Not to say he's still not out there doing it. I don't know. Maybe he is, but he's not the Carlos Mencia that he once was. Right. And that's the thing is he was really good at what he did. It wasn't like he was terrible and, and stole stuff. He was really good and he stole stuff. Right. And yeah, that made gnarly. for, and really gnarly and made for a really successful career. That's just a per, that's just a person. What do you flaw. mean? Like, yeah. I don't think he did that for the love of comedy. He just did that because I think he's just an asshole. Also, Maybe you wanted to just I don't for one thing I don't know why you want to sabotage the person that's coming on after you. What about Cause that, this? Because you're opening for that person, and that's kind of fucked. But what if you're really good at what you do? You're you're getting really popular. You're making money. You're making a name, but you're not really that creative. And you find out the only way you can keep this this momentum going is by stealing shit. Like it might but that's be not why he was doing. Are that. you sure? Carly, it may you have just been told, serv- but you just said that he had all this great material. He was good at what he did anyway, and he would just steal jokes for the spite of I didn't say jokes. he had a lot of great material. I said he was good at what he did. And what he did partially was stealing, but maybe he was never that creative. And he stole, but he didn't get caught until a decade down the line. Maybe. But maybe it was a survival tactic. But I tactic. think there'd be more frenzy in there if a guy, if there was a comedian that all of his material is stolen jokes. I feel like... People would catch on quicker than a decade later, you know? Oh, people knew. It's just one of those things that's hard to actually enforce, that's to, to right. implement. Well, I wonder if there was any of the time, like, the people that went on after him, I'm sure there have been times where they were like, yo, why the fuck did you steal my jokes? Because I can, bitch, is what he probably say. But he opened for them. You he's don't car- open for someone who well, no, he wasn't is opening. We're talking smaller about, than you. No, he's not opening for them necessarily. You're talking any any night at any club, a well-known comic can walk in in the middle of, of 10 guys going up and say, I'm going to go up next. And they go, no problem, Mr. Mencia, on every day. Okay, and yeah. he would just steal this is the just, jokes? I'm not speaking of a, a specific oh, time. I'm talking about randomly. These yeah, Again, yeah. these are things that I've heard mostly Joe Rogan say, so I trust that they're accurate. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, 
And I think there's less of that going on right now on that level. It's tougher to get away with, with the internet and and the stories already being out. And yeah, and also I feel like it, there's a time it, we're in a time right now where a lot of people at whether it's like the comedy store or people doing stand up. I'm sure if like the comic was like, damn, he stole all my jokes tonight. A lot of people there wouldn't be like, well, it's the game, man. They'd be like, fuck that guy. Don't give him ten next time. You could say both. Fuck that guy, but it is the game. Yeah, I mean, but but peep high up like Mitzi Shore, rest in peace. But people like that don't wouldn't put up with that shit. Like is they, Mitzi is Mitzi dead? Yeah. How long? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Mm, oh, I don't know. Over a year. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay, good. I don't feel making me feel bad here. Well, that's a pretty long time. No, not for no, no, it's not. I thought you were like seven if you years like ago. Like a person or knew them. I don't. She's not exactly in the news all the time. She's a she's a a cult in inner circle um, juggernaut. Like I, I trust me, I'm not out there in the stand up world like yeah, causing waves. Passed away in April 2018. Oh wow, it just happened. Okay, to me that's that's. Less than a year. All right. Well, yeah. Wow. Well, for Mitzi someone who Shore. doesn't have a laptop, yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, I got an iPad. Um, but yeah, I'm saying like, what? There's. I feel like there's a lot of people that maybe I don't know. If it got high enough up, I don't think a lot of people high up would be like. I feel like more people would be like, oh, that's fucking lame than than being like, that's the game. Because the game isn't steal jokes and get away with it. Like, like if it was something else, maybe they'd be like, yeah, like, he's just that way. That's how he is. If it's like an attitude thing. But the fact that it's like, yeah, no, he stole all of his jokes. You're just assuming to be a that all these comics have the kind of honor that you naturally have. A lot have. of, no, 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 not that. A lot of comics I know, that's just a no-no. Like, of course it is. Like, stealing material. Because it's like... You are your brand. If people find out that you stole someone else's material, your brand's shattered. Like that's, there is a very unique thing. Or you just looked. You don't want to be looked at in that community as a joke stealer. You want to be looked at as like the guy who came up with but a great joke. What other medium is there where you can be a writer, director, performer, and then go up that night and do your? This very, it's very intimate and unique world. The stand-up comic. Yeah. Um, you can go out like if you're if you're an actor, you're pounding the pavement years before you get some role that you're like just like, out there just classes and auditions. But a comic, you're like, I want to go up tonight and do this. It's it's yeah. pretty amazing. It's almost it's like harder in its own way where it's like, oh no, I want to skip all of that prep and I want to go up and bomb right now. Hey man, <laughs> as long as you're okay bombing, you'll be successful. Unless you're really not funny, then fine. Or have no create creative um yeah um, or like sensitive or you're sensitive. If you're sensitive, don't do stand-up. Uh, no, I think most comics are pretty fucking sensitive. Mm, uh, they fight through. Well, that's that's the, the definition of courage. Not that you're not afraid. It's that you do it fucking anyway. Right. So I would say more that they're not sensitive, they're more courageous uh, against their sensitivity. Right. I don't think you can be insensitive and not be able to write really good comedy. No, I didn't mean sensitive. I mean like... Insecure and weak. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that, you, I hey, mean, you have to hey, be okay with, hey. with you have to be okay with being shut down and being. If you can be okay with bombing, you will do just fine. Yeah, you will be all right. Well, you gotta have the jokes too. But look at, look at Louis C.K. He said he told shit jokes for 15 years before he finally was like, ah, my wife sucks, and everybody laughed. And he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. My own personal shit is, is funnier. Right. My own personal hell. 
Right. Um, so you could be really good, but still not make the right choices and not be all you can be until you actually decide to go deep. Right. You know, that's how I feel about this. Like when we first started, I was like, I'm not saying anything about myself. I don't want to talk about myself. That's what, not what this is about. And then immediately I'm like, well, if I can't be a little more forthright with my personal shit, this isn't going to be interesting. Right. That's the whole point. It's yeah. Like, but if that's you're not... not something that happens quickly. Just everyone look at Louis CK, 15 fucking years. Yeah. No, it's all gone. No, it's not. He's he eh. made his mistakes. They're not okay, but they're not, in my opinion, they're not career-ending mistakes. Like this is something actually I heard Joe Rogan talking to um, um, Hannibal Burris about. Uh, they were talking about Louis C.K. and he said something like, "What he did was pathetic." And I and my first thought was, um, "Hey, wait a second, Joe Rogan." You're Mr. Fucking Muscle Guy, Sexy Guy, who's never had problem. Like, Joe Rogan's problem with women throughout his life is beating him away with a stick and getting out of bad relationships. Louis C.K. was married to a woman he did not fucking like, who hated him, and then it's been being disgusting for the rest of his life and having no one be attracted to him unless he's famous or whatever. Like, I'm not saying it, it, I'm justifying his actions. No, absolutely fucking not. But Jesus Christ, his journey with sex is way different. And yeah, his choices may have been somewhat pathetic, but let's look at his options. His sexual world was not what it is that someone else can be, oh, it's pathetic, where you're like, I'm sure 90% of the women that Joe Rogan has banged in his life have been fucking beautiful, amazing, hot women in their own ways, where Louis C.K. could probably count the number of women he's had sex with on two fucking hands, and half of them you probably wouldn't fuck if you had the chance. I'm, I'm really speculating here, but yeah. I'm looking, you know what I mean? But this is what my brain does. So yeah. I could be wrong, but to call someone pathetic in that situation, it's, I don't think that shows the kind of empathy that Joe Rogan is normally incredible at. And this is someone who I thought he considered a friend, and I'm not saying he's wrong to be that forward, Fine, judge all you want. He's he's he. Louis made his bed. Uh, made his bed. You know he's got to sleep in it. We all have our opinions. But I wanted to make that really simple um, uh, clarification on the nuances of how those things could not be as accurate or different mm-hmm. when looked at it from a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there's a. I mean, there's so much debate about whether how long you wait for someone like that to come back into comedy. And then he actually just did he a decides. set. He decides. He decides when he comes He just did. Back. He did a set recently, and, and oh, yeah. people didn't like it. People didn't like that the place let him do a set, and then there's people it's that— It's always going to be that way. There's going to be some portion. Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's, it's, it's something that forever will be with him for the rest of his yeah. life. It always, which which sucks, but also, like you said, you made your bed. You One day, it will it. not be the first thought that most people have. They will, they will get past this because it's the kind of, there were no crime. He didn't like, none of these things that he did were crimes. He asked permission. It was gross or pathetic, however you want to categorize it. Um, even some of the women who, who, who complained or I don't know if they, if they filed, um, uh, reports, I don't know to the extent of how they, they came out and, and complained about it. But some of them were women who said, okay, when he asked them if he could jerk off in front of them. So like, it's a, it's, it's a different it's a different world than a than a than a, a a sexual criminal who's literally like raping women and like who should be in fucking prison for the rest of their lives. Like it's it's a much more one. And here's the thing: as he gets back into the swing, more of the facts will come out, and I think people will be like, "Well, yeah, it's gross, and he and he was wrong, and those women deserve you know to be shown the respect they weren't afforded at the in those moments." They, it's forgivable. The whole thing. It's it's sad. And but I mean, I get it, man. Like I get. Can you imagine 
having a shitty sex life, and then all of a sudden, because of like the work you've done, you can you can literally ask a woman if she'll indulge you in your sexual like pathetic maybe um, perversions that don't even where she's not even being touched. There's there's a world to be accepted in in that particular realm where he went about it the wrong way. He used his celebrity and his power to make women feel like they didn't have a choice, and that's not okay. But if he had done that to I don't want to say a prostitute who he paid money for. That would be too easy. But to someone who he wasn't in working with, like, hey, I'm a kind of a weirdo. Can I jerk off in front of you? And she's like, no. He's like, okay. Like, it wouldn't be as a big a deal. So he made his mistakes. They weren't glamorous, but they're not, I don't think, unforgivable. But he's going to have to come out and address them and be honest about it and work through it in a healthy way. Because if he starts to act like it was no big deal, people are not going to be down. Well, he did address it. How did he address it? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, Louis C.K. Yeah, that was, um... He had a statement on it, um... Okay, is it is it brief? Is it like a paragraph? Can you read it? Yeah, I can read it. Good, go for it. Uh, I want to address the stories told to the New York Times by five women named Abby, Rebecca, Dana, Julia, who felt able to name themselves, and one who did not. These stories are true. At this time, I said to myself, what... I did was okay because I never showed a woman my dick without asking first, which is also true. But what I learned later in life too late is that when you have power over another person, asking them to look at your dick isn't a question. It's a predicament for them. The power I had over these women is that they admired me and I wielded that power irresponsibly. I have been remorseful of my actions and blah, 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 blah. There's a lot more. Okay. Well, that that's, that's pretty much what we just said. Um, he addresses that he was not in the right uh, and that he wielded that power he had over them. Um, and he says that they were true. I think, I don't, I don't know what else, I don't know what else people would want from him in that situation. Um, granted, you know, he's only saying this because he got caught, but how often, how often has, Ask yourself right now, look in the mirror and be like, how often in my life did I apologize or fess up because I got busted first? How long right, would I have taken that thing that I wasn't being honest about? Mostly not because you think you're you're right, but because you're embarrassed. You want people to know, right. which is completely understandable. Um, this was, you know, in the, in the realm of not fucking okay. Um, it's tough, man. The, the, the world of sex is a, is a, is a dirty... Uh, mostly unhappy place <laughs> and um it's never okay to take advantage of someone or or um you wield no. your your power over them yeah. but if you look at your own oh, your own sexual history like th- these things have changed like i don't want to say that i'm i'm you know, guiltless in that world, but I'm pretty boring in, in, in pretty tame in, in the, I didn't, you know, I've never done anything that would even be remotely considered like, Oh, that was manipulative. Like never. Right. Like it's just, I'm too, I'm too much of a scaredy cat and I'm too sensitive and I'm too much female energy. I immediately think of like, Oh, are they, would they be uncomfortable? I don't want, I don't even hit on women most of the time because I'm like, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> they get hit on all the time. Like I really pick and choose the times where I actually say right. to a woman, Hey, I really think you're great. And I would like to take you out for whatever. Um, so it's not, but man, that world is is dirty. And if you look at what what used to constitute a consent, like in the college world, now it's like 
if if you're if you're tipsy, not even drunk, you're like that is not a that is not a, a, a yes. That is you can't even ask that question. It's rape. Yeah. But that's new. Like it, this world has been driven by people getting drunk to get laid. Like I, I, yeah. I you I have to address. Still, that. I think that still exists. Of I course, think that, it still exists. No, I mean I think there's a difference between a some an individual who's a little tipsy and they're having fun and they're hooking up with someone versus like. Someone who's blacked out and unconscious, and you're like, "Well, we were drunk." If there's like, and you're not like they're drunk, and you're not. Yeah, or even if you're a little buzzed, if but someone's if, eyes are shut and they're blacked out, sure. And you're like, "Oh, this is great." I mean, you 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 know you know what like that they're not there, and that's that's I think the tough the tough thing. Right. There's also this realm of like fucking when you're drunk can be awesome, but you have to both sure. be on the same page. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And of course, ideally, it's with someone you know or you're in a relationship with. Right. But I mean, uh, if there are people out there who go out and get laid and get drunk, like, and they're both okay with it, I can't argue with that. Like, that's their thing. You, fine. I mean, it may not be healthy, but I'm not walking around being like, they're bad because they get drunk and have sex first. Like, it's none of my fucking business. Right. It's a dirty world, man. I don't, I actually have often been really thankful to the universe that I didn't get the alcohol gene. Like, I just don't drink that much, never have. Yeah, same. Yeah, I just don't have that alcohol gene. Like a glass of wine every now and then, but... Well, you know, we both drink a lot of wine for, you know, professionally, that's something we get to do, and it's great. Yeah. Um, And I think more people... I didn't start drinking wine until I was 35 years old. Yeah, wine comes later, I feel like. It should. It's not a go-to. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Beer is the first. And, like, shitty vodka. Right. And then... Goldschlager. Yeah, no, we used Fire to get. Fire nice. Uh, what did we, we used to get. Uh, oh, what was the vodka we would get? It was. So what was in bad. it? What did it look like? Uh, clear. <laughs> I'm over here like vodka, Svetka. Oh, Svetka. Oh, Svetka for it's sure. The, dude, I remember walking into a liquor store in Greenpoint, New York, Brooklyn, and this is a million and a half years ago. And I, I went in looking. I was going to some fucking thing, and I was like, I need a bottle of something. And this guy literally sold me sold me on a bottle of Svetka. I didn't know shit. And I'm like, okay. And I bought it, and I remember saying to myself when I finally drank it, this is the most disgusting shit I have ever put in my Svetka, mouth. Svetka, Smirnoff. Smirnoff is fucking great if you want to like, it's like the McDonald's of, of vodka. It's so mild comparatively. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Just for the record, Svetka, fucking un- undrinkable. Disgusting. Uh, why? why? There's so many ways to make vodka. Why do you make it disgusting? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I had a shot of vodka when I was in, uh, I mean, everybody asked me or told me to, which it wasn't even like a big deal there. It's so silly. But when I went to Russia, everybody's like, oh, you got to have some vodka. Why not? But I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, But I do remember being at the bar and I did have a shot of vodka and it was just cleaner there. It tasted nice. It was a nice brand. I believe It didn't taste like when you normally take a shot of vodka, you're like, it's just, oh. I would love to experience that. But it was so clean and crisp. Do you know what it was called? Uh, Will you ask Lily? Yeah, she'd know. Okay, good. Because um, I, I mean, like I'm it. sure she would just. I mean, she probably would know good brands from there or something. I don't know. I would love but, to have the inside scoop on a good vodka from Russia. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, yeah, it was really, really tasty. Um, I drink a lot of cognac there. Ooh, good cognac. You're so fancy, yeah. Coop. Cognac, I Damn, like. What a I like classy that dude. That's uh, uh, her father's drink. And oh yeah, what, yeah. We shared a lot. What of is cognac? What is it? Like, what's the liquor? What's the process? Uh, you look it up. Yeah, look that up, because I'm curious. I am not the most um, um, informed individual when it comes to It's a high-quality brandy. I know that. Brandy. Now, somebody also told me recently, they're it like, just, everything's vodka. It's just how you, how you um, process it. Like, 
like bourbons and whiskeys are just vodka, but they have color from the wood. Like, is that true? Is that a real thing? Say it again. So someone told me that vodka, it's like everything, like not everything maybe, but uh, but bourbons and, and whiskeys are, pardon me, are, are, are vodka. They're white liquor, but because they're aged in, in wood and oaks and things like that, that's where they get their color and when their flavor the and their aroma, but they're really just vodka. I don't, is that true? Or is it just, oh, they're all grain alcohol. Sure. Oh, that's a great question. Somebody else said most, most vodkas are made of wheat. And I'm like, I thought they were mostly potato. And they were like, no, it's all, they're mostly wheat. And I was like, is that true too? Like I have so much basic shit to learn when it comes to liquor. Yeah, no, uh, you're right. Whiskey gets its color from wood barrels. Okay. You know that. Um, but it's vodka? Like, is it say it's vodka or is it a different no, grain alcohol? I don't think it. I made from mash and. and uh, I don't think it's vodka. Yeah. Did you know that um, um, beer, hops, and, and marijuana are the same family? I don't know to what extent, like, oh, the genus um, connection, but. That they're the same, they're in the same family, which is why sometimes when I smell a beer, I, I get notes of, of weed. You think I'd like beer more? Yeah. Again, just didn't get the alcohol gene. Um, so it's a. I don't know how people drink the amount of beers they drink. I, 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 where is it going? You're not peeing that much. So whiskey's made with just grain and is matured in wood barrels. Okay. The grain is blended with water. That's it. All right. Well, that's amazing. Um, there's more to it, of course. Then there's corn based alcohol. Isn't, isn't, uh, is it moonshine corn? No, that's not right. Maybe. No, I can't be right. I don't know. We would be terrible at a, a liquor making. Oh my business. god! Or if we had like a take this test on liquor, I'm like I'm just gonna take the oh, F right so now bad. and save myself the thirty minutes. Yeah. See, I'll that just that's just goes that just goes to show how much we don't drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Um, and know about. Liquor. That's the thing too. Like the mo- for me, the most fun liquor is is when you're devil's water, baby. Devil's water. Hot water. I get to that one time I was taking wine um, uh, from L.A. back to Maine on a, on a vacation uh, years mm-hmm. ago. Like it brought three or four bottles. And uh, they pulled me aside and pulled them out. I don't remember where I was. Probably Dulles. Probably Texas. Uh, I was switching planes or whatever. And I remember uh, this is an older um, black guy who was checking my bag. And when he pulled out the wine, he goes, hot water, hot water. <laughs> and I just always thought that was fucking cool. It's like, hot water. I love that. Hot water. Yeah. He, he even had style when it came to just like checking my my illegal um, things in my bag. I was like, mm-hmm. hot water. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. But I was going to say, my, I, for me, from, in my experience, the most fun um, alcohol is is when you have someone who can take care of you, like a girlfriend or a best buddy, where you can get drunk and there's someone who's got your back. Right. Where you can, there's a, a feeling of safety. I never liked like getting drunk, though, where I would need some like, feel, that's what I'm feeling saying. of it, safety. But that's what makes it, there is a level of fun of getting like of really it. wasted yeah. when someyone's got your back. Whether right. it's a buddy who's like super fun or your girlfriend who can take you home and take advantage of you, like there's lots of different <laughs> layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like, I'll drink alone once in a while, like a bottle of wine or like one little, I'll get some vodka in the freezer. Like, oh, I'm just going to have one little drink tonight. But yeah. that's rare. Yeah, it'll, sometimes it gives you a nice little buzz just to go to sleep. They're just to that, like, oh, Jesus. Out. Yep. I'll, I'll have a glass of wine and then I, I get, t- I mean, wine makes me tired sometimes. I mean, oh, sure. Oh, it, God. It'll put, yeah. it'll put you, put you to Wine's bed. It's a great bedtime cocktail. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. Well, anyway, should we just wrap this one up? Yeah, I actually, do have to get going. Thank you for reminding me. Um. Yeah. Awesome. I like the quick ones once in a while. Yeah. It's better. It's like better do twenty push ups than to do nothing. Boom, at boom, all. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So yeah, let's. Are you let's, are you doing your fifty a day? Your push ups? Uh. Yes. I did a hundred today because I missed yesterday. Thank really? you for asking. Yes. You did. Yes. 
Um, two sets of 50 instead of just one set of 50. Thank you for asking. Yeah. My one, oh, New Year's resolutions. Can we talk about New Year's resolutions on the next show? Sure. Okay. But yeah, um, we got to start doing two shows a week. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll, yeah, we'll just start pushing them out. Pushing them out because uh, we need uh, some momentum. And I like the idea of giving people a couple of things to listen to. Like watching a whole season uh, on something on Netflix is way more fun than having to wait a week like old school. So yeah. maybe we can start doing two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So I'll see you in a couple, not next week, I'll see you in a couple days. Yeah, see you in a couple days. Thanks, bro. Peace. Bye.